everyone. Welcome to Home From Home, a podcast where we answer your questions with our experiences and questionable advice. We're just two guys who like guys but love God. This is a safe place for real conversation. We'll talk about the highs and lows of life as a disciple with added baggage. Can we help you with that? Welcome to your Home From Home. Welcome to our third episode in our series on growing up same-sex attracted. In this episode, we talk all about life on campus. We discuss the freedom and fear in moving out, broken hearts, messy encounters, opening up, and discovering purpose in our trials. Stick around and welcome to your home from home. Hello, we are here. We're live. We used to be queer. Let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I still am really. I mean, I, but true. here we are. <laughs> I've been everyone. waiting so long to make that joke. I don't know why I haven't done it earlier. I don't know if what, it's going to stay live, into the here, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to stay in the podcast, but here you go. I mean, nothing really rhymes with same sex attracted, does it? It's, it? No, it doesn't. It's like such a... Even saying same sex attracted can sometimes be like shush, 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 Yeah. When we go through our podcast and when I'm editing it, we'll say it. And then sometimes we just like merge the whole three things. Same sex attracted. Three words together. <laughs> Maybe we're just embarrassed too. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just we say it so much that it's become like a co- colloquial. Is that the word? Colloquial yeah, a colloquialism. That we just like kind of just. Yeah, exactly. Wow. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, this morning was uh, a little bit of a of a rush, but it's okay. Um, I oh. am, yes, I am in uh, my robe, my beautiful robe that I love so much. For those who can't see him, Thomas is in a Versace robe today, which is incredible. Yes, yes. I am feeling my extra bougie self. Um, you know, it's great. There's these gold sleeves. It's you just look dripping in gold. Dripping in Versace. I'm like a Migos song right now. <laughs> so anyways, I'm doing well. Um, I actually am getting ready to prepare for a big interview on Monday. So please, all the people listening, Topher, pray for me. Uh, this is like a yes. big job opportunity. It's my second interview. It's a two-hour interview. Amazing. Yes, I am very nervous. It's a 50-minute writing portion, a 10-minute break, okay. and then an hour panel interview. So I oh have no gosh. idea what I'm doing with any of it, but it's okay. Do you I win am... 100000 at the end of it? Like, they're putting <sighs> you through the hoops, aren't they? I wish I won 100000 I don't even get paid 100000 I should be paid so much for this job. But no, yeah, it's, make. it's a great <laughs> uh, first job. It's doing what I've been going to school for, and I'm very, very excited, you know, by the time that Monday rolls around, I should be able to be mentally prepared. So that's how I'm doing. But enough I about me. Uh, if you could see Topher right now, you would see some ears on his head oh my and some sleeves. Should I put on my sleeves? Uh, as your well. roll sleeves. So please tell me what what is are we? <laughs> what's going on? Are we going to a convention? What's going on? Just before the call. Um, Thomas caught me because I was making my outfit for tomorrow because here in Greece um, and especially in 
Crete, there's a big festival celebrating Easter and it's like a massive carnival. And so everyone like dresses up and puts on all these crazy different outfits and thousands and thousands of people come. And so um, it's usually like this huge thing, but then not anymore because of coronavirus just ruining everything. Right. Um, so <laughs> instead I'm doing Easter. something. I know, honestly, I don't know how, what I'm. Or as Nacho Libre would say, Easter's. Easter's. <laughs> I don't know how what I'm wearing is um, representative of Easter. But I made a cat costume because I'm going to go as Puss in Boots. So I'm dressed as a cat. I've cut up this scarf, which has now become my sleeves. I've got cat ears. Um, I've got this lovely long tail. Um, and I'm going to be wearing boots because I'm going to be a Puss in Boots, which is the idea. But yeah, just a few friends. We're going to be having it together and it's going to be a really fun time. So I'm happy to celebrate Carnival, even in a coronavirus kind of way. But um yeah, I am looking forward to that. That sounds like so much fun. I'm so jealous. I want to, I want to dress up. Maybe I should just, maybe I should just dress up anyways. You should. I like it here because it's like, I find Halloween sometimes a bit too spooky, you know? Um, but I like scary things in some ways, but I like the idea of like a summer Halloween. To me, that's a great time. Good vibe. That. Yeah. Sunshine and costumes instead of like dark. Go october well hopefully next year if you're still in crete and covid is over i could come and visit you and we can celebrate carnival together that would be a dream come true That'd be it would books. yeah even if you were back in the uk i would come and and uh visit you in the uk and then we'll just pretend like we're in crete So it's episode three of our it is growing episode up same-sex attracted series. College years. Here we are, campus life. It's a lot. <laughs> it yes, a lot of it is a lot, but it's a fun. I think those are some of like looking back at my Your college best years. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that because <laughs> I feel like everyone says that, and I'm not everyone. But it is a lot of fun. I think it is the time that. Although you're busy with like classes and stuff, like mm. you're not as busy as you get in life. Like, no, you can kind of just do like, yes, you're with classes and yes, you're stressed out with finals and all that projects. But then after that's done and maybe, you know, working a part time job. But then after that's done, like a lot of my memories in college was just hanging out on campus with friends and like being goofballs or going to parties or whatever, yeah. you know? So it's still a lot of fun. It's like that time of like, okay, you're an adult now, but you get four more years of not really being an adult. That's, that's what it, <laughs> it's like. Yes. You're an adult. And you have true. adult responsibilities, but you're not fully a, an adult yet. So you could still kind yeah. of be in a kid and be ridiculous. When I was 18 and I just like went out, and moved out of home, I was like, I'm an adult. Like, I'm cooking my meals. I'm doing my laundry, like, whatever. And then I think it was only when leaving, I was like, gosh, I was not an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Then you actually try, like, enter the world of work and you realize. <laughs> then you as we, realize, as oh, this out. is what adulthood is. Working. Yeah. 
instead of worrying about when papers are due, we're worried about what project is coming up, you know, instead of, you know, and how we're going to get food on the plate. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And COVID. (laughs) Look at us, such righteous young professionals. No, um, we're really not far. I mean, because right now, um, Thomas is completing his master's. I am completing my master's. And I'm, I just actually, I found out I'm going to be starting my master's this September. So Wow, um, where? Yeah, back at the same university I was at before, which has a great architecture school. So, oh, so um, you're going back to, to the that. UK. Going back, going back to London, baby. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be nice to be back home. But yeah, so we're going, we're kind of, we're talking about this both retrospectively, but it is also kind of our present as well. Sometimes the student experience. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But what was yours like? I mean, were you living at home? Did you move out? What did you study? What were your highlights? Yeah. What do you remember? Yeah. So the first two years I went to community college. I don't know what the equivalent of that ah. is in the UK. Do you guys have an equivalent to that? Um, We have like college... But not particularly an equivalent, no. But yeah, I know about community colleges, especially through the sitcom community. So that's yeah. how I imagine it. It's like... Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I did two years there. And uh, during my two years of community college, I was living at home. And then uh, I moved out for university. When I went to university, uh, I moved out. Um <laughs> And what was moving out like? And what was the start of university after that? Yeah, moving out was so, was scary. It was really scary. Like, I, I'm glad that I stayed two years at my parents' house because I don't think I was ready to move out at 18. No way. I wasn't ready. I wasn't emotionally prepared for it. I wasn't mentally, I needed those two years to kind of grow up a little bit and gain my independence. But then once I moved to college, to university, it was scary, but it was exhilarating. Like, I was so excited to be on my own. I rented out my little room from, like, these uh, single uh, single Christians in my church. So, again, not living with people my own age. They were, like, I was, like, 18. I was 20, and they were, like, in their 30s. It was great. Nice. Um, yeah. So, so it was great. Like I felt like those two years, well, technically I'm going to tell on myself a little bit. I technically didn't graduate in two years. It was like two and a half closer to three years um, because some stuff happened. So I felt like I got the proper college university campus ministry experience those few years. Like I was in a thousand Bible studies every single day. I, uh, you know, was late all night going to like parties and random encouragement dates. And like we would rent out this room in our library that we could like as students, we can rent out and it's supposed to be a study room, but we would rent it out and just play board games for three hours. Um, And like all the family times we had um, this sister's household, these girls houses that, uh, lived not on campus but like a 20 minute walk off of campus so we were literally always at that apartment like playing games hanging out doing boba nights doing movie nights so it was really just a whole lot of fun and then we would like study together and do a lot of work but honestly like my first year of college and undergrad i hope none of my professors ever listen to this but 
I literally did not try my first year of university because it was so easy. Like it was so yeah, easy. Yeah. And once like the second and third year started coming up, it was a lot more difficult. The first year I was literally like just going to class sometimes and then like full on campus ministry for a year. And uh, it was a blast. Like I could tell you so many stories of ridiculous things that I did. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, it does sound like the best years of your life. I mean, how can you top that? I would say these years are the best years of my life. But anyways. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, mine was mine was, uh, I guess, a bit different in the start. Well, I like because when I was 18, I was basically just like kicked out of home and moved straight into university. And I was like a bit shell shocked, but it was cool. It was like cool to have that suddenly all this space. And so I moved into central London to start a degree in architecture. And I have no idea that architecture degrees are like, honestly, just the worst things ever. I just didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> no and life I just for thought, four years? No, exactly. What I, that was my struggle was, is I was trying to have a life, trying to have an impactful, quote unquote, impactful spiritual life and a really like meaningful personal social life and a great like grades in architecture and trying to juggle all those three, three things together at the same time was the most stressful experience ever. <laughs> like university was hard. And um, yeah, like you said, it was just so much fun. You had all this freedom now. Like you have your own place. You can invite people whenever you want. They can stay however long you want. You don't need to ask permission for anything, which is just so cool. It'd be like, wait. I remember in my first year of university, I like was like, oh, I'm tired of my hair. And I just shaved it all off. And the people in my dorms like did it with me. And then I was like, in my trying in this state of rebellion or trying to like be myself, I got my ear pierced. Um, I was just very much like, okay, you know, I'm trying to be, uh, <laughs> they trying all felt like really yourself. big things at the time. Yeah. But like yeah. back when I look back at it now, it's all very tame, <laughs> but mm. um, like they were like these big moments for me. And it was definitely, I found it really stressful at the start. You know, it's just like, when you're 18, you don't need to make like new friends, really. You've like made your friends that you like or whatever, your childhood friends or whoever. And then suddenly you're back in like, you're back at it again, where it's like, you've got to like make new meaningful mm -hmm. friendships, which I found really scary. Both making friendships at university, but then being part of a new, moving churches to a new campus ministry. That was scary too. I mean, it was a different region of the same of the same church. So I knew some people, but still there were so many older people I was just so scared of. But I just, yeah, it was a lot of fun, a lot of movies. It was spiritual, like a lot of Bible discussions, trying to be in a lot of Bible studies, like inviting people and stuff like that. It was all so messy at times. <laughs> there was one time Very like messy. I got, I was in like got caught in a drinking game and I was like, I don't really know what this is and I didn't know how to leave. <laughs> and then I just show up at this, <laughs> the sister who lived in the dorms next to me. Uh, who went to the church like she I went to her place very tipsy please I don't know what's going on and so she just made me some like peanut butter on toast which was settled my <laughs> settled me a bit there was just messy moments where it was just what on earth and mistakes yeah. were made and lessons were learned but it was a great it was some great years stressful years but great years but yeah that was me
But I don't know for you, like what was, especially in regards to like same sex attraction and things to do with your faith, like how was that process? Like, what was that like for you? I know, like, and even from your mentality and spirituality as a teenager, how did it mature or become more difficult? Or what was it like in campus? So in campus ministry, I, the first two years when I was in community college, when I said that I needed a lot more time to uh, mature, I really meant that. So my two years being in like this, not quite college, singles, older people, like my best friend and my discipler Jericho, when I was there, he was like 24, 25, 24. 23, 24, Mm -hmm. something like that. I got a lot of opportunity to practice uh, disclosing my same-sex attraction with people who are older and more mature and just dealt with more life. Mm. And so those two years were really me becoming comfortable talking about it and me becoming Mm. comfortable, like, accepting that fact and having so many conversations with people and like in self in in my church you know coming out to different people and talking to different people about it um and then moving to university it was like okay no one knows me i can kind of do whatever i want it's up to me of who i tell so i didn't tell people for like a while yeah um Uh, because, you know, I just didn't want that to be my identity and I still don't want that to be my identity. But I was like, okay, like when people need to know, I have no problem telling them. So um, I told my college minister and uh, at the time, like this was like six or seven months after being part of this college campus. Like I did not get close to any of the guys really that quickly. Actually, no, the first person I told was my co-leader got a guy who was leading the campus at the time my campus at the time and uh we went i'll never forget we went around for this prayer walk because in our college there's this big baseball field so we went for a long walk around the baseball fields just to like pray and i got open with him and i was just like hey man like this is what's going on in my life this is what's difficult this is this and like he was just so loving so encouraging and he was like, he gave me literally the biggest hug after that and was like, I love you so much. Like, you're going to be just fine and I'm going to be here for you. And then I came out to two other guys who I did not like my first year of college, like my first six months. <laughs> I didn't like them. I thought that they were rude and annoying. Within like the seven month of my first year, I'll remember we had a a group. It was the friend who I came out to and then these two guys in there. And like, we just decided to be like, okay, we need to be more intentional about our friendship and we're just going to be open about like Mm. whatever's going on in my life in our lives. And so I like one of the guys who, one of my best friends to this day, I didn't like him at first, but still one of my best friends right now. He like got open about all this sin that he had been struggling with and all the stuff that's been going on. And then I like felt the courage to get open and like told him about my same sex attraction. And I was literally there crying so nervous because literally two weeks before that, these two guys were showing me they were like laughing at a video and then they showed me this video and the video was this guy going out uh, in front of the church 
who was gay and like being like, I no longer am gay. I like women and like as being really over the top and ridiculous. And they thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. And they were like yeah. kind of making fun of it. And I was over here like, well, I can't tell these people that like about this stuff because they're going to think it's a joke. So then fast forward two weeks of me telling them and literally crying because like of that experience and they felt so bad and they like helped encourage me those are probably two of the people that i talk about my same sex attraction to the most and uh they're both very instrumental in me coming back to the church when i left and so college years you know that year was getting comfortable talking about it being able to talk about it and then making some mistakes but i'll get into that later what about you what was college years like same sex attraction like in your college years yeah i mean it felt like very wide open i think doing an artistic degree my first like thing was like i just um there was a lot more gay guys mm-hmm. around you let your um, your uh rainbow show a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well it was just like there was just yeah i mean there was just so many more people and i was like i haven't really seen other gay people in like real life like mm. what is this like and they were around me and then i was like who are these I mythical t- people <laughs> I know. And so it was like, what do I talk about with my identity or whatever? And then I think during my college years, I then found that a struggle because it was like, am I? Because I could be open with my same sex attraction eventually with more and more of my close friends. But then I was like, am I straight acting like outside, you know, outside of the church? Because it would be like, oh no, I am, you know, really interested in girls, whatever. Like, is that what I'm meant to do at campus i didn't really know like what i was meant to say i definitely didn't want to tell them that i like guys but i don't want to do anything about that that would be like even more terrifying so i think that was an interesting experience for me yeah and and i think similarly to you like it was a lot about learning to like just be more open about it being more transparent and speaking about it i think there was just embracing that I think people started to like being around me a bit more (laughs) during campus years because I think I just became more comfortable with, you know, who I was and myself, like my sense of humor, like my voice can go high or um, I can find really like stupid things silly or I don't know, or be more effeminate or whatever or more masculine. But all those things were like me and I just felt a lot more comfortable in that. The word people would use a lot is sassy, which Mm -hmm. I kind of, I, you know... Do I, I, maybe I am sassy, I guess, but I would like, to me, I'm a bit more snarky. I don't know, but each to their own. <laughs> um, I just like that. And I felt very comfortable in my own skin. And I just felt like the people who I with and the friends I had, I just felt a lot more like just me. And um, I don't know, I got really involved with helping with worship. Eventually with campus ministry, I ended up staying to, to like work for a year in the ministry which was cool, like, and something I never thought I'd do. And so it really, like, especially with my faith in terms of, like, being un- uncomfortable for God or trying to spread his message, like, that was uncomfortable and scary. But I think I, like, learned a lot with that. Same-sex mm-hmm. attraction just became something where I lived in a f- flat with, like, um, a good few other guys who came really and were really good close friends. And so... It just almost, my attraction to tough came a bit of a joke. It was nice to just kind of humorize it and um, and be candid about it because I think mm-hmm. that was something I was really missing out. And I think also my campus years was probably the first time my heart got broken, <laughs> by, um, mm-hmm. which was like, I don't know if it has really been since, or at least it felt like, I mean, maybe I haven't experienced a proper heartbreak and I'll 
and then I'll tell you then like that actually was a heartbreak but I felt like it I'd never had this kind of compulsion there was just this one guy who was who's in the church uh, but a different ministry and I just had this kind of savior, savior complex like I'm going to help you I'm going to be there for you and then oh it was just not good for my heart I've never fallen for someone that bad um, mm. and it was really messy and it was really hard to kind of figure out I hadn't felt any that way before and I just didn't know how God fit in that way because I felt like God's love had been so profound but then this kind of compulsion and this this pull on my mm. heart like just made everything so high stakes so tense made me so anxious that I was like I've never felt this before so I think figuring that out with eventually with God as well was was a really like beneficial experience for me but a really painful one too guard your heart kids i guess is what people would say yeah But yeah, how about you? What was like your um what was your time like? What was what was the you said mentioned some mistakes or whatever, like what were the highs and lows? Yeah. So I mean I, I appreciate you talking about having like being able to joke about it with your friends. And so it's it's kind of great because it's like it, it it makes it feel less high stakes, less serious, less like whatever. Yeah. Right. And so and it's not that I'm he's making fun of me. And I think that's clear to like I want to make sure I make that clear to any listeners it's not like you should let people make fun of you or it be demeaning or degrading in any way but it's like just poking fun at it or whatever like one day we we had a conversation where we were driving somewhere and he goes you know i feel like every person who's gay or same-sex attracted has to have like an anthem like a theme song and i was like really you think so and he was like yeah like what would your theme theme song or anthem be? And I was like, well, what do you think it is? And he was like, mm, I think it would be girls just want to have fun. And I was like thinking about it. And I was like, no, that's definitely not it. And he goes, well, then what is it? I said, it's actually in between two songs. And he's like, okay. And so I said, it's either uh, Toxic by oh Britney gosh. Spears or... I'm a slave for you by Britney Spears. Those are probably two of my anthems. And he literally stops the car, pulls over and looks at me and he says, I knew you were same sex attracted. I didn't know how stereotypically gay you are though. And so we just spent five minutes in his car on the side of the road, like just dying. (laughs) Um, So that's one of my favorite. favorite We stand Britney. Um, (laughs) Free Britney. We stand Britney. No, but really, Brittany, we're praying for you. Anyways, I lost my train of thought now. Oh, uh, miss. so that was some highs, you know, being able to joke about it, being able to, like, finally have a mentor in my college years of someone who is same-sex yeah. attracted in the church and being able to talk to an older guy who has been there, done that, you know, done everything that I ever thought of doing uh, and was able to, like, walk me through a lot of the emotions of it. Mm. So that was good. But then there was also some mistakes in college years, kind of like what you're saying. I got into a very interesting relationship with this brother from a different ministry. And yeah, like looking back at it, like it just wasn't super healthy. We didn't like 
guard each other's hearts very well because we were both same sex attracted. It's so confusing. You don't know what to do, really. uh, Yeah. And it wasn't like, I don't think I was ever really attracted to him in that way. He would like come and spend the night at my house all the time. Like, at first, it like started in another room. Then it like slowly creeped up to my room on the floor on a like another mattress that we had. Then it was like, okay, let's like sleep in the same bed together. And that just led to things that were not great. Like we didn't sin. Like there was no sin in the relationship, but it like definitely opens the doors to yeah. a lot of stuff. And uh, I remember one night when it all came to a head, we were like cuddling or whatever. And we were we were being very affectionate with each other. And it was late at night. It was like two in the morning. And I just was like, we can't do this. Like, this is not okay. And he was like, what are you talking about? We're not doing anything wrong. I'm just showing you some affection. It's okay. And I was like, no, I know. But it was like, I want more. Like, I've never before have I wanted more. And I was like, I don't know if, like, I would have the strength to, like, if you, like, try to make a move on me, I don't know if I would have the strength in that moment to, like, say no. Which is so interesting because I wasn't attracted to him. But just the amount of time that we spent together, like, we would spend literally days together. And he would stay at my house for days. And we would, like, hang out all the time, go out to eat, buy each other food. Uh, I, like, hung out with Rodney with him one time. And he, like, pulled me aside and was like, hey, man, if I didn't know any better, I would have just assumed that you two were dating. Just being honest, you might want to be careful with that. And of course, I was like, no, 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 we're just friends. It's fine. And then so fast forward to that night, you know, we're we're having that talk and this guy turns to me and says, no, we're fine. In fact, I'll give you permission to do whatever you want to me right now. And I trust that you won't do it. But I like if you try to do anything, I wouldn't stop you because I know you wouldn't do it. And then I was just like, Yeah, exactly. And then I was like, no, 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 no. So I had a Joseph moment where I literally like got up from my bed and was like, you need to leave. And he was like, he was like, it's three in the morning. I was like, I do not care. Like, you need to leave. I just told you I want more. And you just gave me basically permission to do whatever I wanted. He's like, yeah, but we're not doing anything. I was like, I don't care. You need to leave. So he like, I kicked this guy out at three My in gosh. the morning, literally three in the morning. You are an And I was like, you need to go. I don't care. I no, I wasn't. And I literally was so upset. So I like called Mm. Rodney at three in the morning, crying, literally sobbing and shaking. Like I thought I was going to hell, like all of this, like it was bad. And so I was just like, man, like, what do I do? And then, you know, we talked about it, found out it wasn't as bad as I made it out to be, but it was like, Hey, this is what could happen if you don't have proper boundaries in like relationships with people who are same sex attracted. So learn from my mistakes, guys. Nothing bad happened, but something co- very bad could have happened. Have proper boundaries if you're going to hang out with people who are same sex attracted. There needs to be proper boundaries. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. That is my story. <laughs> And I'm sticking to it. Oh my gosh. When I said what, I felt like, have you seen that Oprah Winfrey meme? You know, with the Harry and Meghan interview, she's like, there's this long pause (laughs) and she's like, what? (laughs) What? I love that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That makes, yeah. 
I know. Scandalous. Thanks for being so like open with your story. And I appreciate you just even Of course. Sharing your conviction at the end, because I think sometimes someone t- could listen to that and quite easily go, oh my gosh, there were so many red flags, so many signs beforehand, like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you stop there? Why didn't you listen to that? But I think, honestly, I just really understand because, especially when you're same-sex attracted, you've nowhere else to go to. I mean, it's not like you're going to have that relationship with the girl at church or whatever, or there's like... um and especially and with the straight it's male true. as well, you can't, you can get on well and have really good friendships, but there's still, there's something about two same-sex attractive guys, they can just really get each other, which I think, or girls, yeah. and I think there's just, yeah. there's just this mutual understanding, there's this sense of connection. So I really, I really relate to that. And then it can be really tricky because you don't know what boundaries are appropriate because in some ways those friendships are really necessary and really important to just not feel alone and you and they're your people you know but it's weird how your people also the people that can like be the most dangerous to you sometimes spiritually as well it's a really weird dynamic and i don't know i just i've learned a lot of lessons over it and i think we've talked about some of these in our in questions like previously i think for me like maybe what what is my advice in that for me i don't know if i would have done anything like really different I don't know. I don't know if I would have done anything really differently. I have to learn those lessons. But at the same time, like, I think we can protect our hearts just by being, like, being wise and always, like, bringing other people in, I think, is just important and listening to input. Um, I don't think the answer is to just completely isolate yourself either, though, because sometimes you can just be like, okay, well, just, I don't know join a monastery and like uh just be a monk and like i don't think that's the solution either there's somewhere like in between where you can embrace um some really beneficial relationships but actually really uphold boundaries and i think a lot about a lot of that is bringing other people in So we'll move on to our last question then, because we're going over. <laughs> um, but for you, um, Thomas, I know there's so much more we could talk about with campus life, but if you had to just give some succinct advice to yourself going off to university, what would the piece of advice be? Yeah, uh, that advice would be in this college ministry, you are going to find people who are going to be part of your tribe. There are going to be people who are going to walk through some of the most difficult times of your life. So embrace mm. that and trust them and allow the, give them permission to go into your, the depths of your soul and know that like when you bear your soul to these people, they're going to still love you and fight for you years after. So that's one. Two, I think if I could go back and do college years over again, I would do a lot more self-exploration of like my needs, emotional needs, physical needs, and being like, okay, how can I meet my emotional, physical, and relationship needs in a healthy way? Because I think college years, I like learned all of the unhealthy ways to meet my needs, um, but I didn't have the tools and the emotional maturity to understand. So I think I would have made sure I did that self-assessment earlier and just really just process 
where sex, same-sex attraction is coming from, what needs do I have that need to be met, and know that there are people in your life who want to help meet those needs in a very healthy, mm. safe way and allow yourself to be vulnerable and voice what you mm. need. That's my advice. Wow. Welcome to my TED Talk. Um, yeah. Thank you. I think for me, I would say... Um, like have a lot of fun enjoy yourself enjoy your independence like express yourself do things like shave your head get your ears pierced get a tattoo i don't know i wish i did like just enjoy that expression enjoy being open with people and letting people into your life like but then also sometimes be careful because i think i reached the point where i would just start sharing it with you know anyone mm-hmm. and then i'd be like oh gosh i just gave a really deep invert and vulnerable part of myself to someone and they really didn't reciprocate any kind mm. of vulnerability. And I was like, you didn't deserve, you didn't deserve yeah. that. So I think also just, just know that you and your story is a gift to people that you can choose um, to yeah. give to people or not. You don't like ultimate vulnerability is not always like the most um, best state to be in. Like mm-hmm. you, your story is a gift and something that you can really share. And, and I think something that I had the amazing experience of is like studying the Bible, especially with people who were also same sex attracted. And and I think like God is really going to use, um, this guy would say your mess to bless. Like you will be able to use these different things that have caused you a lot of pain to really bring, um, hope and joy to other people. And I think, you know, I think you're going to be able to find a lot of purpose during these years, especially with your same-sex attraction. Like the the thought of us yeah. doing this podcast um, back then, or having this kind of reach with um, with these discussions, like I would just never have dreamed of back at campus. So I think I feel very yeah. grateful to God. I think that's it. That's all the time we have. That is it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much for con- your continual support. Thank you guys for giving us a platform mm-hmm. to like talk about. I don't want to say we're influencers because that sounds My so gosh, like Gen Z. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Gen Z. We're influencers. Da, 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 da. You know, we're so trying. I am Gen Z though, right? And you're a millennial. I'm a millennial. <laughs> support us on Patreon. You know, da, 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 maybe da, we right? should have a Patreon. Uh, <laughs> honestly (laughs) anyways um this is the quality content you could pay for anyways (laughs) no we're not here for money we're not here for money we're so grateful that you guys continue to listen and send your questions and send your stuff we promise the q a is coming up very soon yeah and we're going to be answering some questions and we're going to dive into the mess so thank you so much for supporting us we love you guys and tune in next week for our final episode of growing up same-sex attracted where we'll talk about transitioning into adulthood which is adulthood a current process. we know nothing about <laughs> no <laughs> It's going to be messy, but we look forward to seeing you then. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Home From Home. We'd love to hear your questions. Please submit through the link in the description. Home From Home is sponsored by Strength and Weakness Ministries, a Christian organization that helps to bridge the gap between the Christian community and the LGBTQ community through awareness, education, and support. For more info and resources, go to strengthandweakness.org.